So the weather wasn't the best out, so I decided to, to do the teaching inside the vehicle. And uh, they actually canceled the, um, the meeting because somebody had supposedly had a heart attack. So I don't know if that was true or if that was a real heart attack or somebody actually did that to disrupt things. But anyhow, so Missionary Enterprise, Missionary Aid International. Uh, this is going to be under our YouTube playlist, Canada and Apostolic Missionary Training and Sending Nation. So the event was Meet and Greet in Brampton. Uh, we're at the Pearson Convention Center off of uh, Steeles Avenue, at the, basically at the corner of Airport Road in Steeles. And this was with um, Pierre Poilievre, who's uh, running for the leadership of the Conservatives, but also he wants to become the Prime Minister of Canada. And uh, Andrew Scheer was there, and his Pierre's um, wife was also there. So this is March 25th, uh, 1922. Uh, so the teaching here, a short exhortation is, According to God, is there such a thing as the separation of church and state? And I wasn't even going to make any notes for this. Um, for this, I was just going to kind of just off the cuff, whatever. And that, that's what came to my mind, church and state, the separation of church and state. So, um, so I wrote here, the idea of the quote-unquote separation of church and state is actually a pagan. It's actually a heathen concept, meaning it is not from God, the creator of mankind. Uh, I wrote here, in light of the finished work at the cross and the great commission, it is God's will for the church to have, it is not... Is it God's will for the church to have no direct influence over the governments of nations? Of course not. Of course God wants to have direct influence over the governments of every nation, not just some nations, all right? Going back to the sheep and goat nations, right? Basically. So let's start with Mark 16, 15, 16. Briefly, I'm going to go through this really quick. 15, Jesus said, go into all the world, right? And preach the gospel to every creature. And 16, he who believes will be saved. Who doesn't believe won't be saved. Romans 10, 13 to 15, uh, for whoever calls, whoever, whosoever, right? Calls on, uh, upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Uh, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? That's the Great Commission, right? Second uh, Corinthians 5.15 And Jesus died for all, not some, but for all, so that all those who might live might no longer live to and for themselves, but to and for him who died and was raised again for their sake. Colossians 1.18, a little bit different here, but very, uh, um, very relevant for this little teaching or exhortation. He also is the head of the body of the church, Jesus, uh, seeing he is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead, so that he alone in everything, in everything, in everything, and in every respect might occupy the chief place, stand first, and be preeminent. All right? Colossians 1.28, Him we preach and proclaim, warning and admonishing everyone, instructing everyone, etc., uh, etc., et so that we may present every person mature, full-grown in Christ. 1 Timothy 2, 1-4, we all know that one. 
uh, I admonish and urge that, that petition, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all men, not just some, but all men, uh, for kings and all who are in positions of authority and high responsibility. All right? For such praying is good and right, uh, is pleasing, acceptable to God our Savior, who wishes all men, all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So I wrote here, all, we have references to all, all men, Greek anthropos, men and women and children, all the world, every creature, everyone, every person, everything, and in every respect as well as whosoever. All right, these are all terms that we just looked at in those verses really quickly. So this includes kings and queens. We still have kings and queens out there. The king of Jordan, the queen of England, and whoever else is out there is a king and queen. Prime ministers, presidents, chancellors, even tradesmen and women, policemen, women, police women, uh, military, navy, air force, etc. Lawyers, judges, doctors, teachers, bankers, CEOs, and so much more. All of these are included in those words, all, everyone, that we just read through those verses. I wrote here, imagine nations and their governments being run by people. Jesus, it's the body of Christ, we're the body. By people who are continually being filled with and governed by the Holy Spirit. Imagine that. What would we have today? We wouldn't have what we have in Canada. We wouldn't have what we have in the, uh, America this time. I've said this before and I'll say it again. The real problem, the real issue, is not with the corrupt leaders and the corrupt, the corruption of specific nations and their governments. No, no, no. That's not the real issue. The real issue, the real problem is the corrupt leaders and the corruption found in the churches, ministries of those specific nations. That's the real problem because we've got the answer. So even going back to uh, Colossians 1.18, Jesus wants the preeminence in everything, in all aspects of life. Yeah, in government and everything else, but including government, because governments govern. They lead, or they're supposed to, and they do lead, but they're leading a lot of people, leading whole nations in the wrong direction. You call them dictators, you call them tyrants, whatever. Communism, fascism, uh, whatever you want to call it. So, I just wrote here, uh, there's a really good article regarding uh, religion and the secular state in Canada by Rosalie Jukier, Jose Whirling, worth a read. And I also wrote here, I found this also, it says here that in Canada, neither state neutrality in matters of religion nor the separation of church and state is explicitly affirmed in the Constitution, but Always about the courts. Yeah, who's running the courts? Are they spirit-filled people? Are they not? No, most courts are run by, by pagans, right? Courts have gradually inferred such principles from freedom of religion and the prohibition against religious discrimination. So we've got this all over the world. We got bad judges, we got bad policymakers, lawmakers, bad lawmakers, changing laws, changing constitution changing constitution to their to their agenda and of course all of this is in context with the the great reset the world economic forum and all that so anyhow as i finish all my videos i encourage you all of you to walk in the fullness of the grace and of the faith of god shalom and 
Amen.